Here we go. We are live, boys. What's up? Ah, so welcome to the first <laughs> redo episode of the Open Micers podcast. And uh, we have a little theme song here I'd like to play. Nice little metal theme. That was, uh, was made by my friend, Mr. Tony Byrne from the band Byrne. And yours truly on drums. Don't you guys wish you were as talented as me? Yeah, get yeah. him on the podcast. <laughs> well, my name is Jason Robbins, and my co-host here is Mr. Jacob Craig. That's me. That's you. And our guest tonight is Mr. Krangus Gillespie. Light him up. Light him up. So what we're going to do here on the podcast is uh, we're going to have people on that, uh, you know, we're called open micers, and that's basically what the three of us are. We're comedian open micers, and uh, the show's not going to necessarily be all about just comedy. It's going to be from all kind of people uh, in the, I don't, I don't want to say lower rungs of the entertainment industry, but basically the lower rungs of the entertainment industry. And... Um, so, yeah, that's what we're going to do, and we're going to talk to some people. But our first guest tonight is Mr. Krangus Gillespie. And uh, tell us, tell everybody a little bit about you and your comedy career. Yeah, I started when I was, I don't know, 24. I was doing comedy since then. Uh, had some success through doing for for about two years that's uh i was doing that up until the corona outbreak so oh, doing yeah. the road stuff so what uh what what are some of your um like when you first what got you inspired to do comedy you mean like the people that i liked yeah just so, like what was your first inspiration to be like you know what i think i want to try this i mean we we would come back, like, we were in, uh, like, when we were in Afghanistan, we would have these little nights where we would, everybody would be, like, coming back from patrol or just getting off their shift. But even if you're, like, inside the wire, you're still doing, like, a 14, 15-hour shift, so it's still a rough day. Yeah. And uh, we'll get together with the other interpreters and, like, smoke hookah, and I would just tell jokes, and it made me feel good that I was making people laugh after a shitty day. And so then I carried that into... Uh, the real world. Yeah. So what about you, so Mr. You... Oh, go ahead, Jacob. So so you're 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 a little more than an open micer, Krangus. You've you've been because I remember our, when we first met, you always talked about uh working at comedy clubs and stuff and hitting the road even before we knew each other. Um I was saying that before I ever knew you. Like I texted you. Oh yeah, yeah. To anyone who would listen, I'm a, I'm a headliner, <laughs> and then you saw me, and I was like, "Look, it's me, the headliner." No, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, uh, I I was gifted to be a part of a really big city that had a really strong scene. I didn't realize that that's what it, I had. Um, it started, I think, when I uh, I got onto the Big Pine Comedy Festival by being a part of Broken Drift Productions. Um, and then they, I, I did that for two years, and then through that, I networked with other people. And then that was probably back in 2017. It was my first festival. 
And then uh, from there, I, you know, I got, I started getting gigs the same way everybody else gets gig, which is they just show up at a mic, did really well. And then somebody went, Hey, uh, you want to go on the road with me? And I was like, fuck yeah. And then we went on the road together. I mean, most the like 90% of stand up has been like random, you know, like random fortune. It's never, it's usually not like the whole busting. The only way you really bust your ass off is to continue grinding and go into the mics. Yeah. And that's the only way you're going to get seen is if you just keep doing that. And the people that matter will see you eventually. And sometimes people get things that they don't deserve, but it's not really your business. Yeah, well, that's pretty much any aspect of the entertainment industry. You're going to watch people that are less deserving <laughs> get accolades. Yeah. And you can let that bother you, or you can just be like, hey, that's the nature of like viral marketing. I mean, it's not me. It's not me. Uh, my time, and I don't... I can be better about it, but it's not going to get me there any faster. Yeah. And that's very insightful because, you know, every open micer I know always say like, oh yeah, I have five minutes of material and I'm the best comedian to have ever lived. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I mean, I think, I don't, like the funniest, a lot of people have talked about this, but like the funniest people in the world are probably not comedians. They're probably some dude in a cornfield in Nebraska or an opium <laughs> Yeah. Field. And like there's not the funniest people like we've figured out once you get into comedy enough you start figuring out okay i like this now how can i make money off of it to where this is all i have to do for my like living but i mean that, that doesn't necessarily mean that's the funniest person how many people do you know that are really funny that don't do comedy I mean, yeah or well, even worse people that did do stand-up that were really good and it's like a shame that they quit usually because they have a kid that's like mm -hmm. the number one reason that I see people quit comedy is because they had a kid. Yo, and about that, <laughs> I've had a kid since I started doing comedy, and now all that's done is have me write jokes about having a kid, and those are some pretty good fucking jokes, mind you. Yeah, but that does conclude that you are a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, right? I'm just surprised somebody actually let you have sex with them. Like, what? Is there something wrong with her? <laughs> you know what? That's why I got her pregnant. <laughs> wow. That's the only reason. <laughs> so, Jacob, uh, you know, we, we, we've talked about this before, but, uh, you know, this is our first episode. Why don't you tell everybody, like, what yeah. kind of got you into comedy? Episode 1.5, if yeah. you will. Um, yeah, I mean, I've always... My comedy journey is really weird because I always wanted to be a comedian. Ever since I was like six years old, I would calculate, how do I make people laugh? Like, that's all I've ever wanted to do. Yeah. And I was never, like, really educated in comedy. But, like, on my 12th birthday, for my birthday, my parents let me watch um, a Kings of Comedy DVD. And I just watched, like, Bernie Mac talk about pussy for, like, 30 minutes. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, if Bernie Mac can talk about... What'd you say, Krangus? That's the one that got you? Bernie Mac well, yeah, well, pussy. that made me realize, because at the time, I knew Bernie Mac, and I knew that everyone knew Bernie Mac. And I'm like, if he can just talk about pussy for 30 minutes, I can be a great fucking comedian. <laughs> and, you're like, and so I started writing jokes... Yeah, right. And so I started writing jokes when I was like 14 in high school just to be able to not pay attention. Mm -hmm. And I was supposed to make my debut when I was 14 at the Squeaky Lizard before it shut down. And 
if I had done that, I probably wouldn't be here now because there's no way I would have done well. And so I got an opportunity when I was 17 to do stand up. I kind of roped into it. And then I just started grinding and going to mics and meeting you people. Did you brought up a good point? Like, how many comedians do you know definitely either have ADHD or some form of autism? Like, it's so, yeah. it's like the archetype of a comedian. Like, you know, yeah, I was diagnosed with ADHD in fifth grade, so I know it's. it's I was talking about autism. Huh? Autism, too? You can't have yeah. both. You can't have both. You, you don't have both? That's like having both types of diabetes. You can't just have both. Could you? Could you have type 1 and 2? Well, there's a type Let's 3 now. Dick and Craig, a diabetic. Can you have 1 and 2 diabetes? Well, from well the, way, can't, but... the way Jacob eats, I think he's actually trying to see if he's the per- first person to ever get all forms of the diabetes. <laughs> there actually is a type 3 diabetes now. That's like a combination of the two. And there's no drugs that treat it. It's like you're resistant to insulin. So that's like really fucking scary. Like I think like five people have it. It's called the Jacob Craig syndrome. <laughs> Dude, my body got used to Novolog insulin when I was like 13. That's and sucks. I had to switch insulin because my body was like, nah, fuck this. <laughs> it was scary. That's weird. I have a little I'm a freak of nature. Well, you also have a horrible eating habit. Your eating habits are worse than mine, and I'm not even a diabetic. Well, look, mind your fucking business, all right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just sitting here sipping on my Diet Coke, you Uh know what I'm saying? Had like eight of these today. When I saw that Adele Adele lost all that weight, I thought you were going to come out, and we were going to body shame the fuck out of you for losing that weight. But Mm -hmm. you stay true to your... (laughs) Dude, I've lost weight since the quarantine. How? Because because all I can get is is house snacks and not outside snacks. What's a house so I've lost snack? Weight. What are you what are you like cookies about? and shit? So all I eat for snacks is cookies and shit, and I don't get like fast food. So I've actually lost weight by just eating cookies. <laughs> yes, and I eat shit. <laughs> I've gained weight. I don't know how it happened, but I've I've gained weight. Probably from all that pussy you're eating. But my arms are starting to turn like tubey. That makes sense. All my shirts look like I'm wearing extra medium at this point. It's not nice. I don't like. Did it. you just say extra medium? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> it, uh... I did quit smoking cigarettes. That's a big problem. No! Yeah, I haven't smoked a cigarette since the last show. So like a month and a half ago was my last what? cigarette. This yeah, man for, was my for last everybody, cigarette. No, Krangus is the most notorious cigarette bummer. And is, oh, this okay. man chain smoked and didn't buy a fucking cigarette to save his life. <laughs> I did not. <clears throat> I did buy a confidence pack one time because I for a while bummed off of him more than anybody. So you I did. I remember this happening. I was there. I think your mom is the probably the worst victim, honestly. Oh. Yeah, dude, for a while, we came up with a plan for everyone to just throw in a little bit of money to give to my mom every week because <laughs> she gave away, like, 20 or 30 cigarettes at every yeah. show. At every open mic, and there were, like, three or four open mics a week. Yeah. <laughs> now there's none, so. Yeah, yeah, now there's none, so that's why we're doing this. 
Yeah, I really, <laughs> really miss open mics. I, I feel like my uh, all my momentum just like just got destroyed, and now I feel like my comedy muscle is atrophying. Yeah, because you're supposed to open for a big nationally touring guy in May. Mm-hmm. And now you're that show's definitely axed. Well, I was supposed yeah. to do 25 minutes, and I built up a good 25 minute set. I did it for the first time. Uh, what, like a week before the pandemic hit? I did it at um, the the love yeah about shack. two weeks. You did it at my open mic. Yeah, and uh, trying to you know I was gonna do it a couple times over over the the you know the couple of months before because the show was like May twenty fifth or something like that, and I was supposed yeah. to do the twenty five minute set. So I had my whole set worked out and then did it one time and that was it. What's that? That was Hofstetter's show, right? Uh, No, it was a Brent Brent Terhune. Oh, okay. But man, that was like, it's heartbreaking. I don't think that Hofstetter had anybody local. Yeah. No, I don't think he had an opener. Not local. I mean, he had an opener, but he has his own people. Uh Well, I talked. I to- canceled that show, by the way. <laughs> I, I don't know if I told you guys this. What show? Because like this Hofstetter show at the Wayward Kraken, because the bar shut down, and apparently no one told Steve Hofstetter. So I commented on the page. I was like, "Hey, man, are you going to go to a different venue when you rebook this? Because he's rebooking it for the um for the fall." I was like, "Hey, are you going to do it at a different venue?" And then he just fucking canceled it like five minutes after I commented that. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I talked to Terhune. Because I was going to try and see if we could hook him up with the venue. Yeah, I talked to Terhune, and uh, he said that uh, he's going to reschedule uh, later in the year. He's going to do another, you know, kind of tour through this area. So I told him about, uh, you know, Landmass, and we're going to start booking different, you know, venues down here. So I told him uh, as soon as, um, he, you know, everything opens back up and he starts uh you know getting his schedule back together then we'll we'll talk and get him down here somewhere anywhere honestly yeah and that's the perks of having a local opener because you know that wouldn't have happened if he had his own opener yeah he would have just lost the show but that's the breaks that's what happens when you know somebody in halfway across the world eats a fucking bat and then all of a sudden the entire world shuts down <laughs> hey, on that, did, did anybody else see? I don't know. It had to be like a maybe a racist article. I don't know. Somebody wrote an article that I, I'm pretty sure it was satire about how the dude actually fucked the bat. Did anybody else see that? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, no it, didn't, it didn't read like satire, but like it has to be because I don't think I always saw it from one source. But the whole thing, because like the whole thing was like his parents are ashamed. That this guy has like a thing about fucking bats, <laughs> and that was the reason it spread. <laughs> no, I think I'm pretty sure that's false because that's a very American thing to happen, and this yeah. happened in China. Yeah, like that's <laughs> Florida, not Wuhan. Yeah, they they eat them for sure. Yeah, the bat fuckers are in Florida. That was like that. There was this old man that lived. Near, I lived. I grew up in Latimer. And there was this old man that lived near us, and uh, I'm not gonna say his name. I don't know. And uh, like this old dude. And we, when I was like in 
third grade maybe and me and my buddy like my childhood buddy were there and uh he was like drunk and he just goes so why do you wrap a gerbil in duct tape and we're like i don't know we're in third grade i don't know why i, I can't relate to that urge <laughs> he, he goes so it doesn't bust in your hand when you fuck it and then he just let out a big fart that was the whole <laughs> i was like 10 years old and this seven year old man was cool with like me hearing that joke wow so that was the birth of my company. that's that I want to do stand up. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you should turn that into a bit for sure. Because <laughs> that definitely meshes well with the rest of your comedy. About me hanging out at drunk old men's house when I was in third grade. <laughs> yeah, and, and fucking gerbils. Yeah. That's, that's really own brand. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I don't know if anybody else, uh, I know a couple of people are watching, but we keep losing the feed to Facebook and um, I don't know why it just, it keeps popping in and out. So I'm thinking, you know, you guys watching this here, if you enjoy this, I think we're going to move venues for the next show. I think we're going to go to YouTube, uh, either YouTube or Twitch, one of the two, because Facebook is not, um, not working out too well these days. Yeah. But you'll be able to find the links on the Facebook page still. Yeah. So if you want to keep in contact yeah. with us on Facebook, you'll still be able to do that. But, um, but Jacob, you wanted to talk about, um, before we leave tonight, um, roast comics. Because you're, you're a big fan of yeah. roast comedians. So um, let's talk about some of our favorite roast comedians before, before leaving this evening. Yeah, and the biggest reason that we wanted to do that was because um, Krangus has been putting on virtual shows on the Juke Joint Comedy page, and he actually did uh, a roast and one other show. You want to talk about your virtual shows, Krangus? Yeah, I mean, we're doing the Juke Joint is set to open sometime in July. We haven't gotten that uh, finalized yet. Um, so we're kind of just doing stuff for free just to you know maintain uh, you guys having fun with us. Uh, we did move away from the roast format. Our original idea was to roast the 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 um, staff of the Jute Joint, including the owners Guido and Trench. But uh, I, I thought it was a funny idea. But the staff justifiably was like, "Yeah, I don't want people to make fun of me because I'm not a comedian." So, <laughs> and I didn't think about that. But we're not going to go with that. What we have been doing is uh, biweekly shows where. And I, you know, I could put some in the comments or leaks in the comments, but uh, where the comics get on stage and the audience that's watching can send in topics for them to riff on. And it's a drinking game that we announced the rules of before. I'll post that in the comment on this. All right. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, I know I was supposed to be a part of that roast and I had to cancel because... Uh, it was brought to my attention that I am very diabetic. It's like, hey, one of these dumb fuckers could still have this virus. <laughs> Looking at you, Jacob Reynolds. And um, <laughs> I hope he watches this. And uh, But, man, I'd love to be a part of that and just drink a whole liter of Coke for the drinking game. Mm. Name three people that would touch Jacob Reynolds. Um, You know what? We would. This would be a much longer podcast. <laughs> All right. Top five viruses Jacob Reynolds has. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, we obviously so... love 
We love roasting, though. I mean, we, we roast each other. We bust each other's balls. But, you know, my top five roast comics. Do you want to do, do the whole top five, or do you want to go, like, five from all of us and then four from all of us? Well, honestly, yeah. I only have a few. I like the, the second one. <laughs> you want to do the, the second, second one, Kringus? Yeah, okay. we just do our five. And then the one being the best, right? Yeah. Yeah, so... My number five is uh, Tony Hinchcliffe. Do you guys know who that is? Yeah. Yeah, Kill Tony. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony Hinchcliffe, he writes for all the Comedy Central roasts. And not a lot of people know him because he doesn't get very much screen time. But, like, every Comedy Central roast, I guarantee you, he's writing for the uh, people who aren't comedians. Out West what was that? Everybody know, out West knows who him and Brian Redben are. Yeah, that's good. He is not yeah, a, so my... a well-known comic. He's pretty well-known. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in comedy circles, for sure. But, like, the average person watching this, probably not. Yeah. But that's my number five. Okay. What about you, Jason? Um, I'm going to say probably, like, I love Jeffrey Ross. I've loved Jeffrey Ross ever since I first saw him on... David Letterman, I think back in like 94, um, when he first kind of hit the scene and I've been following him ever since. And, um, I just love, like, he's just fearless and I don't know. I just, he's, he's always been kind of one of my favorite, not only comedians, but one of the best roasters out there. Yo, about Jeffrey Ross, did you know, I bet you know, Jason, that he was actually in Friday the 13th Part 3, 3D. Was he? I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He got killed and then popped out of a closet. His thing was praying, playing pranks on people. Mm-hmm. And he was dead in a closet and they opened it. Like, ah, you're playing a prank on us. And then he was fucking dead. <laughs> That's awesome. Also in the opposite Humphrey Bogart. Who's your number five, Krangus? So my number five, uh, this is the only one that's more of a shout out. Um, it's not anybody anybody knows, but a friend of mine named Rob Maybe out in Phoenix. Uh, he won uh, two years in a row, like in his first year of comedy. Um, it, sorry, my phone's dying. Is my video back? Oh, no, you're sorry, still there. My phone almost died. Uh, he won two years in a row stand-up lives snap battles, which is the roast battles in Phoenix. And uh, I mean, one of them like easier. It's funny because he will even in like an actual setting where you're just hanging out with him, he'll roast you, but like in a way that makes you kind of know where you stand. Which I think is what roasting. I think it's the reason that comics love to be roasted is because. It gives us a chance to see what other people think about us without anybody's hurt feelings, you know? Yeah. That way we go, oh, okay, that's something I can go with self-deprecating-wise. And Rob really knows how to, like, look at what other people think of you and put that out there. And uh, he actually came with me. He's actually performed at the Jute Joint with me. We did a show together there, like, a year oh, nice. before I moved in. Yeah, uh, really good, great guy. Look him up. Rob, M-A-E-B-E. Rob, maybe. So, All right. Uh, yeah, my number four is uh, Nikki Glazer, uh, someone that I'm sure a lot of people knows. Uh, she's not really known for roast comedy specifically, 
but she's on all the Comedy Central roasts. She's on roast Jeff Ross's roast battle, and uh, all the fuck out of Conan, and it's always hilarious. Yeah. But no one really gives her enough credit for being yeah. a good roast comic. Uh, so my my number four would be Nikki Glaser. That was that was mine too. I was gonna say her as my number four. Oh really? Because I just I don't know. Like I, like you said, she's not known for being a roast comedian, but when she does, like she just has this way of just destroying somebody, but like still being like I don't know. Like, <gasps> like if she roasted and and destroyed me on stage, I still wouldn't hate her. You know, <laughs> like she just. Yeah, as a way of sure. doing it where it's like it's still funny and not me- it's like it's mean but not like I don't know it's 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 just different it's weird alright so who's your number four Krangus I'm gonna go with Annie Letterman I don't think she's a New York comic I don't think she's ever been like on a, I mean I'm sure she's been on roast it's like somewhere in New York but uh, just seeing her live definitely knew how to pick somebody out in the crowd and roast them uh to be able to get the audience back on track because we uh, the club that i used to work at was very well known for having rowdy audiences she was one that was really good at just like on the spot picking somebody but i don't think i don't the thing is is no i don't think anybody well there's a few on my list actually there's one in particular on my list that are known as being roast comics but it's not really other than Jeffrey Ross, there's not very many people that want to be like the roast comic. You know, yeah. it's not the goal. I think of most people, it's just that, like when the Comedy Central roast battles have happened, it's like a, a chance to do a set. You know. Yeah. The people are just looking for time, so yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with Annie Letterman. Awesome. Well, my number three is Jeff Ross. Um, the reason he's only number three is because when he roasts, obviously he's the Roastmaster General, like that's what he wants to be, but you can tell he's holding back a little bit sometimes, mm-hmm. like, because he doesn't, he, he sincerely doesn't want to be mean, so he's always just a little worried about that, and doesn't go like 100% hard in the paint, and commits to it, Yeah. but I mean, obviously, yeah. right now, working right now, when you say roast comedy, you say Jeff Ross, so my number three is Jeff Ross. Yeah, I think my number three is, um, he's not, I'm not a huge fan of his actual comedy, but I think he's a great roaster is Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah. Cause he yeah. will destroy someone and just doesn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. Krangus, haven't you met Gilbert Gottfried before? No, God, I met Godfrey before. Godfrey. Oh, Godfrey. You yeah. told me that story, and I thought you were saying Gilbert Gottfried the whole time. Oh, no. I no, Gilbert Gottfried is much smaller than me, or at least the same size. Gottfried yeah. is a much larger man than him. Dude, I thought that you were about to fight Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> oh, it was Gottfried. Okay, yeah, that well... Was a, that was a weird story. Yeah, that was, that was me really... I'll, sometimes I have to remind myself when I'm talking to another comic and kind of telling him, hey, because I mean, like a lot of newer comics are really fucking, you were talking about it earlier, how they'll act like they're the greatest thing ever, but they suck. I did have that phase. I went through that. And I know, I know what it looks like because I was that guy. Hmm. And the story, the story goes down like two sets my whole life. 
I just started working as a server at this comedy club. Godfrey was the second headliner. The owner there had a really bad habit of going. He would get drunk and go on before the headliner, like for 45 minutes, and just just do bad. It was bad. <clears throat> like he was no he was notorious for telling the the uh, the bouncer, "Hey, lock the door. Nobody's leaving until they laugh at me." Like he would do that. <laughs> and, uh, it pissed me. And like at the time. Like, I had no experience with comedy, so I was like, oh, that's what a comedy show is. The owner gets up, pisses everybody off, and then the head has to hope to God he does good. Yeah. But, like, God, so naturally, Godfrey was fucking furious about this scenario that he's now in. So he gets up and does, like, three hours, which for me, being a server, I'm pissed because after a while, man, people just stop buying drinks, and now I'm just losing money, and I'm stuck there for no reason. Yeah. So after the show, and mind you, I also had been out of the Marine Corps – three months i had been out of afghanistan six months i straight walked up to him as if it was like prison like you gotta fight the biggest guy in the yard and i went dude you're a loud fucking comic like straight up being as aggressive as possible and then he got in my we were at the bar next door called the western and then he got in my face i got in his face bouncer kicked us both out next day the owner told me to apologize i walked into the green room and Godfrey looks at me, he's like got wings or something. He looks at me and goes, yo. And I was like, yo. And he was like, bro, I heard you were like a Marine. I was like, dude, I looked you up. You like do Aikido and shit. Like, so we became cool after that. But it was, it's nice to know that every time I saw him ever since then, he does remember me every time I see him. So that's always cool. That's cool. That's awesome, man. Who's, uh, who's your number that, three roast comic? I've never told that story in a public format, so there, there it is. That's awesome. Ooh, exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> who's your number uh, three? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Dave Attell. Oh, uh, yeah. And that's kind of a one-upman on – because if you've ever watched Bumpin' Mike's, mm-hmm. like he has one bit – because he's better – I think he's better than Jeff Ross, which is why I put him above him. Because he has that one bit where he goes, uh, uh, Jeff Ross asks him something about, do you work out? And he's like, yeah, I used to work out until I hurt my back from carrying the show, which is such a great roast <laughs> on like, both the professional uh, relationship that they have. But I also think it comes from the fact that he's, the, in my opinion, the third best roaster in the world, but also the best pound-for-pound setup punch joke writer in the world. When it comes to like setup punch, best there is. Yeah. What about you, Jacob? Yeah. What's your number two? My number two is uh, Don Rickles, man. You can't talk about roast comedy <laughs> without talking about the OG Don yeah. Rickles. Uh, I mean, he he practically pioneered it, yeah. right? Like, before Don Rickles, there was no roast comedy. Like, <laughs> yeah. we, we wouldn't be talking about this without him. And, like, his... I think they did, like, some leaked tapes of, like, a private Johnny Carson roast mm-hmm. where Don Rickles was just, like, letting everyone have it, like, saying, like, really not politically correct things that he wouldn't say in a public format, which shows that he can just do re- both really well, where it would just let you fucking have it, and also, you know, and the audience roast you to where you're just laughing and enjoying the show. Yeah. So uh, rest in peace, Don Rickles, man. Yeah. Um, my number two, also rest in peace, Greg Giraldo. Uh, he, yeah, man, that dude was so good and just struck down, you know, way too early. And uh, I, I don't know, another one of those comedians that should have been way bigger than he Ooh. was, but 
I don't know. It's almost well, like his. Did you watch the tribute? That, did you watch that tribute? No, I never saw the. I'll tribute. have to find it for you. the The reason that he's my second, but I don't want to put him up first, is because of like it's the thing. The roasting was the thing that he became most known for, mm-hmm. but it wasn't even the thing that he was best at. He was like, dude, his actual jokes were phenomenal, man. Yeah. Like it, he was one like a really great comic, and he had. He was the kind of guy that had so many different, like he had so many different attempts at sitcoms that people wanted to hand him, and they just never made it past the pilot. Yeah. And then the only the the, the sad thing is that he was so yeah he was yeah he was a roast comic on those battle or not battles but on the celebrity roast but his actual comedy was so much better than that. Yeah. And in the tribute, dude, in the tribute, if you watch it, like Louis C.K. does uh, like a eulogy for him, and then dude Nick Swartzen like breaks down and cries over the yeah. guy, man, like. He was like a really great asset to the comedy community. Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch taken that. Taken too early, and didn't get yeah. recognized for what he was truly worth, other than roasting, which to yeah. anybody the least thing that he he didn't care about much because he yeah. loved all those people. How about like all the other comics? Yeah, rest he, in he, peace. He was longer and bailed Jeff Ross out of a like he was <laughs> Jeff Ross got arrested in like the nineties and uh Greg Giraldo went and like got him out of it. <laughs> That's cool. In, like New Mexico or something. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're starting to break up a bit. <clears throat> oh, come on. Oh. Come on, Discord. All right, well <laughs> oh you're back. You're back. Uh so what's your where are we at? Number two? Yeah, his number two was uh also Greg Giraldo. Oh, okay. Uh so what's your number Is one? one? Um, my number one is Greg Giraldo, actually, because, um, you know, even though he wasn't, like, he didn't want to be the roast guy, is he accidentally became, in my opinion, the best roaster of all time, because he just didn't give a fuck. He would just go after people, and, like, on Comedy Central, where now all of the good jokes get cut. Yeah, he was like going after uh, Sean Hayes, like you fucking fairy, and just <laughs> let them all have it, dude. Greg Giraldo didn't give a fuck. Whenever I do roasts, I write like I'm Greg Giraldo, and I piss a lot of people off. So he's been a big inspiration for me. And uh, yeah, I, I just love me some Greg Giraldo, man. Yeah. What's your number one, Jason? Uh, well, my number one is Don Rickles, and one of my <laughs> favorite stories is a Don Rickles story. Uh, I think this might have been back in the 60s. I forgot where I heard this story. It was on, um, like, maybe The Nerdist or something like that. Don Rickles was, you know, he's been, like, a Las Vegas comedian for, like, I don't know, since the 40s or whatever. And he was really good friends with Frank Sinatra. And they were doing, they were both doing, you know, Vegas shows and stuff. And um, Don Rickles goes up to Frank, Frank Sinatra, and says, Hey, man, look, I've got this date tomorrow night. And I really want to impress her. And you got to think, this was the, around the time when, like, Frank Sinatra is just, like, you know, like, one of the biggest things on the planet. And he's like, I wanted to know that I know you. So, if you would, you know, he knew, he, he knew Frank was going to be at this restaurant. So, he's like, look, come in and walk up and say, you know, you know, say, hey, Don, you know, whatever. Like, you know me. Like, like act like we're really good friends. And Frank was like, okay, okay I can do that. So the date's happening. He's sitting there. You know, Don Rickles is sitting there with his date. Frank Sinatra walks in, walks up to the table, and says, hey, Don, how you doing? And Don Rickles looks up at him and says, Frank, I'm on a date. 
can you can we talk later, please? And like like totally disses Frank Sinatra in front of his date. I thought that was like the greatest the greatest comedian story ever. Like that was totally Don Rickles. Yeah, that's a really famous story now. Um did you know real quick that Don Rickles totally knows who killed JFK? I know, I heard that. And I, I, he knew, bro. <laughs> I bet he I was did. watching this thing. The the last thing that Don Rickles ever did before he died, that's not archive footage, because Toy Story Four was was um archive voice, I think. Yeah. Was an AARP yeah. YouTube series called Dinner with Don, where celebrities just sat down with Don Rickles. And he just pretended to know who they are for like 15 minutes. <laughs> and uh, he did one with Paul Rudd. And Paul Rudd was trying to make him laugh the whole time. It just was not going well. And he just jokingly asked like, so Don, do you know who killed Kennedy? And Don Rickles like got pissed off that he asked that. Whoa. Yeah, he totally <laughs> knew who killed Kennedy, dude. That's awesome. So I guess he took Who's your number one though, <laughs> Uh, I think Krangus got frozen. Uh, Krangus, you there? Again? Nah, he's, he's, oh, there he, is. there he is. Here's your number one, buddy. I, somehow the volume turned down, but I can still do my number one. Yeah. So, uh, number one Rose comic in the world right now, Donald Trump, man. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> win the presidency. Holy shit. Yeah. There is not a Rose comic out there that has ever accomplished that feat. As much as I hate him, Donald Trump is the best Rose comic of all time. Yeah. Nobody wins the president. No, no other comic has ever won the presidency after a roast of, of the mentally handicapped circa <laughs> 2016. Come on. That's true, dude. He's given yeah. people like multiple politicians permanent nicknames like Sleepy Ben Carson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And now he's trying to say sleepy Joe Biden. He's just recycling material. Yeah. Dude, my and favorite it's working. My favorite one is Cocaine Mitch. How do you get away with calling somebody Cocaine Mitch? <laughs> and then and have see, the dude still kiss your ass. Really? We're laughing at his roast more than any of the other roasts we've mentioned. <laughs> I rest my case. Oh man. Yeah, that's that's a hard one to beat, honestly. Because yeah. you don't think of Donald <laughs> Trump as a comedian. But he's totally just fucking with everybody right now. Dude, I said from the yeah. beginning of his presidency, <clears throat> of his presidency, when he won, I was like, dude, we're watching Andy Kaufman, like, round two. <laughs> like, this dude is, I, 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 there's no way somebody could be that, like, just the way he is. I'm like, that's got to be some sort of performance art. It has to be. Like, or it's a lot of money. Yeah, I don't know. Like I was, you get that much money and that disconnected from society, you yeah. have no fucking clue what's happening in so, the world. I was thinking after the election, he was going to be up there, you know, like getting coronated or whatever you call it, like sworn in, and he would just like grab his hair and just like rip off of, you know, rip his face off, and it would be Andy Kaufman and just be like, ah, I told you I'd be back, bitches. <laughs> You said coronation. Yeah. Like he's getting <laughs> I didn't know what else to call it. Whatever. The, I, I don't know politics. <laughs> Screw it. Oh, well. Man. So I think we can all agree that the best roaster in the world is Donald Trump. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll say that. But yeah, this has been a fun show, guys. Um, I'm glad we redid this. 
And uh, yeah, so um, I we are going to we are going to have the uh, the audio available on SoundCloud for now. Um, I'm going to upload this in just a little while. So um, I'll put the, the link up on the, uh, the Facebook page so you can follow us on Facebook. And when, um, whenever we figure out where we want to stream, where it actually, you know, streams well, maybe YouTube or Twitch, we'll, we'll put the links up on the Facebook page. But, uh, but thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you, Krangus, for, uh, for joining us here on the show. And uh, thank you, Jacob, for, uh, for making me actually get off my ass to get this done. You're welcome. <laughs> so uh, good night, everybody, and uh, we'll see you next time. All right. See you guys. All Bye, right. Krangus. I love you.